The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode of the Fantasy Football Duo, Ryan and I take a look through our Facebook comments and we answer questions for the Fantasy Mailbag. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Welcome back, Ryan. What's going on, bud? How are you? I'm in midseason form. I'm hungover. <laughs> and um You this is your midseason form. <laughs> uh and I'm ready to record some uh some fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been gone. Um, well, I think you took a couple weeks off, right? You were with uh yeah. we did the mock draft a couple weeks ago. Last week scheduling shit got complicated as per usual, but um today. We have an episode with the help of our lovely Facebook community. I want to thank every single person on here uh, who sent us a question in uh, for us to have some material. We love the fantasy mailbag. We think, think it's a cool opportunity to uh, connect with each and every one of you, the listeners, somehow, some way, um, and just kind of put our thoughts out there. Now, remember, going into this, we have to say it every single time. We are not the experts. We're not fantasy experts. We've had a lot of fan. There's a, there's plenty of fantasy experience between myself and Ryan. Um, but let our opinions help you formulate your opinions. All right. If you think our opinions are dog shit, do the complete opposite. Think right. they're all right. Take them into consideration before you make your final decision. Um, it's a big risk. Always taking, you know, talking uh, over something that involves people's money. Uh, not one that I, <laughs> I would really stick my neck out for, but I will do my best to give you the uh, best possible opinion. Um, and I know Ryan will do the same. So we give advice to people that play in free leagues. So, <laughs> so stay away from us. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so let's reach in. We had, uh, I think, I think it was 11 questions sent to us by, uh, by some of our Facebook listeners. And uh, that will be all that we covered today. Two of them were the same, though. Um, and Ryan, if you don't mind, I'll kick this off. Um, two of them are pretty similar. The first one from Macklin C. And the other one was from Wyatt Ramsayer. I think I pronounced that right. If I didn't, my apologies. First and foremost, both of you, thank you so much for taking the time and giving us content uh, for today's episode, being a part of the Facebook page. It's awesome. Uh, you don't know how much I appreciate You will never know how much I appreciate it. And uh we got, let's kind of read their questions. So the way Macklin worded his, um, who do you think will be the best quarterback in fantasy this year? And Wyatt, uh, if you had the chance to take the first quarterback off the board after several rounds, would you take Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, or other? Um, I think the answer is, uh, like I said, these are both pretty much the same question. Um, I think the easiest answer here for best quarterback in fantasy is going to be the best one last year. And it is Josh Allen. The best thing you, the thing you want most in fantasy football 
whether it's at the quarterback position, whether it's at the running back position, and occasionally get lucky with the wide receiver position, is you want somebody who can pull points from multiple categories, right? You all can look inside and see what your league scoring is. All right. You can see how many points you get for receiving, rushing, uh, throwing, all that stuff. And you want the best version, the best team you could put together is a full roster uh, of people who pull from both. Now, that's not always likely. Some are better at pulling from uh, multiple scoring system, you know, scoring categories and others. But I mean, Josh Allen has the biggest upside. Um, when it comes to that, he's a very, very good passer, dangerously accurate, big time arm talent, and has a lot of people to throw to. All right. The thing that also benefits Josh Allen is uh, not the greatest run game behind him, but he can take off as well. That's what makes him so dangerous is that there's it's not uncommon for Josh Allen to take off and run and get a first down or and multiple times a game even. Uh, rushing touchdowns. He's a big body dude. Can't be stopped. So Josh Allen would be my pick. Yeah, I also have Josh Allen. I mean, and we saw it last year, and the coaches want him to run if something goes bad because they know he's going to make something positive out of it. So, so pretty much, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You're looking for guys with upside in multiple different ways of scoring. So, you know, you have your Lamar who might be a little more run heavy. Then you have Mahomes who's going to use his arm a lot more. Yeah. Then you have Allen, who's a little bit of both. A lot of bit of both, actually. He's a he's a stud when it comes to fantasy. So right. and um I guess the part of the second question is like if you had the chance to take the first quarterback, I'm not I'm probably not gonna end up with any of these guys though, Matt. And I think you're kind of with me on that. We we don't like taking quarterbacks super, super early. Depends and, on the scoring of the league, but I yeah. agree. Yeah. And in a one quarterback league, I'm I'm just not gonna use a second round pick on Josh Allen. I'm just not gonna do it. So Right. So, yeah, it depends. Ultimately, depends on scoring of of the league. You have to look into all those situations. Um, You know, like we've said on this show, Ryan and I, well, the the league that I run that Ryan is a part of uh, is a little bit more quarterback heavy. Right. So it's not too insane to think about taking a quarterback like Josh Allen in the first round. Like it's not that obscene. I do point per completion for quarterbacks. I do. I think I have standard like passing yards points. I think it's like one for every 15 yards, 20 yeah. yards, something like that. I think it's probably 25. That's like the basic, but it, but the right. But the completion thing is, is, you know, yes, that's is, is a lot different yes. uh, that a lot of people don't do. It's how I came into the uh, fantasy sports about seven, it's eight fun. years ago. It's, it's, it, it's certainly, uh, which I, which I do enjoy. So you have to really gain a grasp of what your score, your league scoring is. Um, now, if it's like a two quarterback league, like, let me put a disclaimer on this. If it's yeah. a two quarterback league, you're taking Josh Allen probably 101, 102. Yes, you're taking point. him high. So when I say a second round pick, that's in like a traditional, you know, 17 roster spot, one quarterback, two wide receiver, two running back, you know, so on and so forth. But two quarterback leagues, yes, these guys are, you know, Mahomes, uh, Kyler, Lamar, all these guys are greatly, greatly elevated into like top eight picks. Right. So without a doubt. So yes, absolutely. Josh Allen. I think we're in a grants. Um, it'd probably be Josh followed by in priority order. How would you put them? Josh first, probably Mahomes second. Probably Mahomes. Yeah. And then that's where I'm starting to think about Lamar, Kyler. 
Yeah. Guys like that. Justin Herbert. Herbert's an interesting one because he's not really a mobile guy, but um, he does. He that's a very vertical offense. Even the running backs are are the pass catching kind. Eckler. Yes, that's a flu- like a very very pass happy and like it's just a perfectly foot put offense for fantasy football. Absolutely is. So, um, so that's that. So Macklin, Wyatt, thank you so much for your question. Uh, we hope uh, we helped you out a little bit. Hope you helped you out. Don't be afraid to message us either on the Facebook page if you need advice. Yes. I'm actually going to put something out there today or tomorrow about you guys just sending us questions and we'll put them up to poll uh, for the Facebook page. All right. Yeah, if, if Matt can't answer, I can't. We both have access. So yes, fire away. Absolutely. All right. Ryan, why don't you give us our second one? Ooh, this is, is this French? I think so. I think it's John Francois Podre. Right. I took French class in high school. Are you already for this? All right, let's let's give it a whirl. John Francois. <laughs> 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 um, yes. Uh, is Trey Lance? Will Trey Lance have a big fantasy impact this year? I'm pretty sure he is a uh, big time 49ers fan. He's commented uh, on the page quite a bit. So um, showing I, off his 49ers merch, but yeah, love it. Um. I've done quite a few mock drafts and I end up with Trey Lance 80% of the time. Really? I love Trey Lance. Yes. I am totally fine with it, dude. I think this guy's going to run like a madman for, for, so in terms of fantasy, kind of like how we just talked about with Allen, Um, especially with quarterbacks rushing upside is massive. It's massive. And I really think he's going to have a ton of rushing upside. This is a, a really good rushing offense. It has been for years. And um, I mean, and the unknown of his arm talent is like, it makes it that more intriguing. And, you know, uh, the Debo drama is over. Brandon Ayuk's having a good camp and George Kittle obviously is still there. I mean, dude, I mean, this he's he's set up to flourish. And um, I, I love Trey Lance this year. I'd probably put him top 10 right now. Top 10 to finish or top, top 10 quarterback top, I, to draft? I'll say I'll say top 12. I'd put him almost a lock to finish top 12. I think he's going to run like a madman. Okay. Uh, I'm indifferent a little bit. I always get scared of first-year guys getting that shot. Yeah. Right? You have gambles like, um, like I, I don't think in 2018 when Mahomes started that people were really going to grab him that high, right? We mm-hmm. ended up having – probably his best statistical season. I think he threw 50 touchdowns that year, 5,000 plus yards. There's that. But also on the flip side, you know, I look at last season and there was leagues that I was drafting from that uh, Trevor Lawrence was going top five rounds, top six rounds. And so there's always that bit of concern, but the pluses I see with Trey Lance is like you said, um, it's a run first offense. All right. There's, we don't know the arm talent completely yet, but it feels similar to Jalen Hurts. To oh, I'm not going to say Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say it feels similar to like a Lamar Jackson or a Kyler Murray situation as of right now, mm-hmm. where Trey Lance is mobile. If he needs to go and take off, he can do it, but he can also throw the ball too, and he has an incredible set of weapons around him and a really good offensive line. So I'm always and obviously the team felt much more comfortable with Trey Lance than they did continuing out with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is a fantasy quarterback. <sighs> he was He's like a game the, manager. He game, was a game manager. manager. His best year was probably 
the year they went to the Super Bowl, 2019. Um, and, you know, it's it, they felt more comfortable with him running their offense. So that's that's a good sign going forward. As you know, I don't know if I'd, I'd he's probably going to fall. Some people might take the you know bite and, and draft him really high and an overdraft, but also a lot of people that you draft with might not really know who he is or trust him. So it, it really is. It, will he do well? Yes, I'm sure he will. Uh, when it comes to drafting, I know that wasn't really part of the question. I get nervous about that. Um, it, I always do, especially with rookie quarterbacks. The uncertainty is always um, very interesting, but there's a lot of hype right now behind Trey Lance. Yeah. and I think he'll do very well. Agreed. So, John Francois, thank you so much for your question. I appreciate it. Um, next up, Dylan Vess. Way too early sleeper picks. Hmm. I have one. You have one? All right, let's yes. hear it. Khalil Herbert with the Bears. Um, so, David Montgomery went down a, a few games last year, and Khalil Herbert stepped up. And he was exceptional when he played. Right. He was the only running back to go over 100 yards on Tampa Bay last year. I mean, I think, you know, with uh, Justin Fields' uncertainty, like I think this rushing game is going to be a huge, huge part of the offense. And there's already reports that Herbert's going to be more involved this year. Um, Like David Montgomery, like there's reports saying Clue Herbert is outplaying David Montgomery. So, I think that's just a good name in late rounds to keep an eye on and like, you know, could be a league winner. Right. Absolutely. So so, uh, keep your eye on a a Khalil Herbert. That's a good one. Yeah. I think, I I think a lot of that lies in the running back position for me, sleeper picks guys who can come out of nowhere. Um, You know, for me as a Colts fan and living in, in Buffalo as well. I mean, two that come to mind are Devin Singletary and Naheem Hines. Uh, Singletary's like, you last year at the end of the year, he started playing a little bit better. All right. Um, and he's got some competition this year with James cook, who I know we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Um, but Singletary turned it on last year and is a big part of some of their success. Be getting a good solid ground game. Um, they said, if you took like his last, I think it was like his last five or six games and, and paste it over like a 17 game season, he would have had over like 1200 yards and 10 touchdowns. So. That's crazy. Right. Um, which, but that's a good sign. And maybe it depends because I've been in a lot of league drafts, uh, fantasy league drafts with Buffalo bills fans mm. and my, oh my, do they reach, they love to grab their bills players. So, um, I was in a draft one. Well, we didn't get a stories question, but I was in a, in a draft one year where a dude took to Taylor number one, and then followed it up with LaShawn McCoy. And then followed up with, I think, Calvin Benjamin, maybe. Oh, uh, like, it was just... It Popeye's was, biscuit away from being a tight end. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was rough. So, um, Devin Singletary might be somebody who slips, you know, slips through the cracks. Naheem Hines, uh, you know, last year they paid him and he didn't do really anything. Different quarterback situation this year. Um and they're, you know, looking at how they're utilizing him and installing him in, in situations for, you know, in really their playbook uh, through camp so far. Uh, he's been a big target. Him and JT have been on the field at the same time. There's also talk of him lining up in the slot 
occasionally. Naheem Hines has great hands, really speedy, really athletic, acrobatic, so on, so forth. And I think compared to Kamara, right? Didn't Frank Wright compare him to Kamara? It might be, you know, I I could definitely see that. Who am I thinking of? Someone compared someone to Kamara. I think it was Hines, though. But um, I do have one more. Yeah, I mean, I want want to keep going back and forth if we can. I I want to give as much Um, as we can. I'm going to say Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, did you already say it? No, you said no. Um, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, we all know uh, Cole Beasley left in free agency, and um, someone's got to step up. I mean, Cole Beasley had, I want to say, 100 targets, 100, maybe even more. Um, I can actually find out right now. 112 targets last year. So 112 targets left in free agency, and that's got to go somewhere else. I'm sure, you know, Gabe Davis is going to get his, you know, a big chunk of that. Um, but dude, I mean, I'm, we're hearing glowing, glowing reports of Isaiah McKenzie at camp and how like he, you can't keep your eyes off him. He's everywhere. He's making a play everywhere. So, um, dude, this, this could be like, maybe even like your last pick in the draft, like try and grab him. I mean, cause we're talking probably 80 or so targets from Josh Allen in that offense. Um, I mean, I'll take that in the last round all day. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like we should keep going forward with this. Uh, looking across, like, the NFL, I guess Devontae Parker is having a really nice camp out in New England, uh, which I sh- which people are very, very down on him for injury per- for injury reasons. Um, what does he play for? He's with New England. He got traded oh, there for, like, right, a six-round yeah. pick, wow. and I guess you- he's – I guess him, him and Mac Jones are having a really good camp. Mac Jones would actually probably be a sleeper, I, I think, at the quarterback yeah. position. Um, mixed thing, I, I guess he's – you know, uh, he, you know, he's, he's trimmed up. He wasn't really a, f- a good fantasy pick last year. And I, I think when you hear the name Mac Jones, you're not like, this isn't like, a, a, you don't think yet a guy who can take over a, a, a game as far as fantasy football and such goes, but everything that we've read out of camp, all really good signs, all really good signs. Yeah. I will say not really a sleeper, but a guy that should be getting more attention is, AJ Dillon. Um, the Packers just shipped out Adams. We know that. Um, Rogers doesn't, I mean, actually, I'll touch on Rogers here near the end of the show. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, dude, I think Green Bay is going to run the ball more than they ever did. I think it's going to be Aaron Jones and it's going to be AJ Dillon. And AJ Dillon, as we know, um, Eric or Matt LaFleur has a love interest with AJ Dillon. He hates Aaron Jones. Don't know why, but Matt LaFleur, if you're listening, you're a piece of shit. I don't like you. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm kidding. I love you. But uh, yeah, dude, AJ Dillon is going to get so many more carries and dude, he's, he's probably one of the best, he's one of the best backups in the league. So, and I don't know, I probably, he's going kind of early though, which is a little sketchy. He's probably going seventh, eighth round, right? You'd say around there. Dylan, yeah, that's kind of where I would take him. That's where I would look to take him. Yeah, so I guess don't stray away because he's a backup. I think he's going to get plenty of work and be like a flex play every week. Um, I'm trying to think some other guys too that it's just people that have gotten like been forgotten. Yeah. Over time, like uh, when is James Robinson supposed to come back? I I think there's still some value. They're there. saying he's going to come back week one. Like they're saying he could. I think there's value with James Robinson still. I really I do. I know ETN is is very, like very both. talented. I oh for sure. ETN's like going both. high though. I think it, ETN's draft value is going high. 
if James Robinson is available, uh, that's a very dangerous backfield. Oh, yeah. If those two are there. And if ETN's a hit, you know, that's that's dangerous. Yeah. Do you want to do a couple busts, maybe? Sleepers and busts? We could throw in some busts if you want. Can we call Michael Thomas a bust, a potential bust? Because I saw a report yesterday. Oh, my gosh. He had his best practice yet. He's the Michael Thomas of old. I'm, I'm not, not buying, buying it. it. I'm not <laughs> buying it. Are you? I, I didn't see it. I mean, I like to believe it's a good thing. Yeah, I guess uh, it was Rappaport on the Pat McAfee show said, uh, oh, Michael Thomas is back. He's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not buying it. Mm-mm. I wouldn't draft him high. That's for no. sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him high. If he fell to around like five or six or seven, I would probably take a, take Michael Thomas, but he falls in a category with a, uh, with another, you know, another couple people that are just find themselves injured all the time. Yeah. What do you think about Debo this year? Because uh, I feel like he cannot replicate the production he had last year. I was now, considering him for another question that we received. Okay, for I got gotcha. you. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. All right. Well, before we spoil too much, I guess we can uh, we can move on here. Yeah, those are some of just some of the ones that, that come to mind really, you know, really quickly. Um, you know, it, it's really it's situational based. I mean, we could spend two hours probably going through every single oh, team yeah. and looking at yeah. sleepers. Uh, the way we do this show, you know, weekly is, you know, we, we'll we, we legit go through every skill position. Once we get time comes, we go through every single skill position and uh, pick who's worth a start, who's worth a sit, who's maybe, you know, maybe eligible there. Um, but those are some of some of the the, the ones that you know you, you see him kind of fall through the cracks. I see. If I could throw out one more sleeper, I think that people still sleep on Brandon Cooks. Yep, I'm with you 100. percent We did a lot of AFC for that. Uh, <laughs> right, but people AFC's like he's loaded. They are, they are. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's there's some kind of like there's something you know Brandon Cooks delivers every single year he's like a lock for a top 20 wide receiver every year yeah thousand yards all that stuff I'd even consider looking at his wide receiver two I think it's Nico Collins Nico Collins yep um that's that's somebody who could eat um dude I was gonna say they're uh the rookie they just got um oh yeah I'm gonna be talking about him for another question but I I the running back right oh yes yeah him and then um the the kid from Alabama. Oh my god, I can't think of his name. He just got diagnosed uh, with uh, oh Mechie John Mechie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's yeah out dude. For the year, but dude, long-term. he would have been he would have been like one of my favorite like sleeper picks because I was a big big fan of him when Brian and I were still doing processing. And um, dude, we both love that kid, and I really hope he has a speedy recovery, man, because he was so fun to watch. Yeah, no, no doubt. <sighs> Any other sleepers you can think of? <sighs> Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Good breakout. Yeah. So Dylan, thank you very much for the question. We hope he helped you out in, in some of those. I know some of them were like bigger name pieces um, that have just kind of slipped, but sometimes you got to look at that at stuff. Um, one thing that we like to preach here is don't look at the name value. Look at, you know, look at the the performances. Yeah. Uh, Cause a lot of people will draft individuals high based on, uh, their name alone 
right? The Hopkins of the world, the um, Sa- DeAndre Hopkins, Saquon Barkley's, and, and several others that we might be talking about with today. Uh, they draft them high because their name used to mean a whole lot. Just be careful when it comes to that. That's that's the biggest piece of advice I can get you. And it, just look at situations. Look at the rest of the room. Um, right. You know, look at look at how the, the whole team is kind of placed together. Right. So. All right. Number four, Yancey Johnson. Shout uh, out, Yancey. Uh, Coffeeville Department of Memes Facebook page. I don't know if it's a spoiler alert. He's always commenting on our stuff. We met through Facebook. He just found our page and was commenting on everything. So, Yancey, shout out to you, my man. Thank you so much for being a part of the page. And uh, thanks for being a good dude. Looking forward to talking to you uh, on the on the show during the season. Sir, uh, Christian McCaffrey can give you big points if he's healthy and on the field. But do you risk a pick for him? Mm. Matt, talked a lot I, about this. I, I I know your thought on this, so yeah. I'll go first, and then I'll let you have the next couple hours to to, to, <laughs> to, to get your point across. <laughs> you hear a big a book just thud down on the thing. It's basically why, why not to draft Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> um, no, dude, you're right for sure. I mean, he has the highest upside of any running back. I mean, it's it's the facts. I mean, even even over Jonathan Taylor, if there's no history, if or no injury history with Christian McCaffrey. He's one oh one still. I mean, he's got the highest upside and it and but do you risk a pick for him? That's the big question. That is the big question. I like to be hurt, so I probably will still. Like I still probably pick him. I'm still taking JT one, but at one oh two, I'm really thinking hard about it. I really am. Uh it would probably be between Cooper Cup and him, but I mean Eileen McCaffrey. So I do think for me, he's worth the risk, but I also took Delvin cook last year. So take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I, I do think he's worth it. Okay. Um, yes. As I've seen on the show many a times, uh, my friend, it, I personally, I, unfortunately injuries are so unplanned, right? Unfortunately you can't, predict injuries but there's injury trends that i always get concerned about that's like the word I, trend that's the word it's yes. the trend you know well, you just talked about michael thomas last two years really hasn't been dependable guy right mm-hmm. you still gonna take a chance on it michael thomas is great when healthy and he was great two years ago with drew Brees on her center but um do you trust that now not so much mccaffrey still young phenomenal shape but back-to-back years with leg injuries is concerning after being a fantasy monster, especially you got to look at too with the Carolina Panthers offense, everything runs through McCaffrey. And when McCaffrey is not there, the Carolina Panthers offense is not good. He has a Derrick Henry size workload, like, but maybe a little bit bigger. Bigger because he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver and running back. Basically. And that's not a knock on DJ Moore at no, all but, but McCaffrey is the ultimate weapon they paid him to be the ultimate weapon and he is me personally I don't feel comfortable taking risks on injury prone guys like and no matter how good they are like you can 
McCaffrey is projected a first round pick. Some people have him at 1.2. Some people have him at 1.1 still. Um, I've seen him, you know, we, we mocked two weeks ago and I think he was taken second or third, but at worst, a first round pick. I personally don't feel like, um, you know, taking, I, I don't, yeah, no, no risk it, no biscuit. That's what they say. But I, I, I can't justify it. I feel like I, I take somebody who I'm a little bit more certain of. If it was somebody, you know, like Derrick Henry this year, like if Derrick Henry gets hurt this year, it's my draft interest in him is going to plummet in 2024. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it, that's, or well, it'll be 2023, excuse me. But my draft interest in him is going to plummet. Back-to-back years injuries is tough. Um, sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better to just let somebody take the bait and it, while as great as it is to have a superstar, you know, you might find upside in a guy, uh, a little bit more upside with a with a healthier, so you know, individual so far. Um, I mean, you really win fantasy football with some of your those middle round and late round picks, right? Your depth picks; those are the ones that really help you, you know, win or lose uh, this season. So that's how I feel about it. Um, and again, I know people are going to bite. I know people are going to take him. Um, and I'm going to look really stupid probably one of these years. But uh, as of right now, no, I would, me personally, I would not take the risk. So me and Ryan, a little bit opposite on that one. I will say though, if you draft McCaffrey, your whole draft revolves around him. Like depth behind your, him. Yes. Like your next picks, like your next running backs, they better all be safe, like all in a bubble. Like, you know, they're not going to get hurt. Like, <laughs> Your whole draft has to be based around that. You might need to draft a, a you know, and a three straight running backs in the first round. I mean, right. it's you, you're going to have to do that just for the insurance policy for McCaffrey. And right. you're picking at 102, 101. You're not getting your next pick till the end. So till the end of the second round. So yeah, I mean, if 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 you draft McCaffrey, you like the whole draft revolves around him. And it's like, you really have to stop and think about your picks. So let me ask that. you, let me ask you this. Let's say, cause you make a good point. You know, your draft is going to involve depth behind McCaffrey. If McCaffrey's sitting there at one, one ten, one eleven, one twelve, and you know, you can get a really good uh, second running back. Do you, do you, would you take that chance there? Or do, would I, you rather get two people that two running backs or two players that you're a little bit more sure of? See, the value for McCaffrey right there is just way too high. Even if you get McCaffrey for 12 games or 10 games, I feel like at that, like he's still going to be outproducing, like even up to like a like Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones area. Yeah. Like I would still take ten games of McCaffrey. I feel like or twelve games. I'll, I'll say twelve games of McCaffrey. Okay, at one eleven. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely. I can't. I can't justify probably picks one through five with McCaffrey at least. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than that. But um, but all right, Yancey. Thank you as always. Go check out Coffeeville Department of Memes Facebook page. A lot of funny stuff there, and uh, good. Good dude. Good dude. And I appreciate uh, this, this quick, uh, this recent friendship and communi- open line of communication I have with him. So um, go check him out. All right. Speaking of other like really great Facebook pages that I've gotten to know over the last month or so since our Facebook page blew up, uh, the Sideline Scout. All right. The Sideline Scout. 
uh, I still don't know who this person is behind the uh, the veal of his Facebook page, but um, a lot of back and forth communication, a lot of comments. He shared a lot of my stuff. I've tried to share as much of his as I possibly can. Uh, again, I don't know who you are behind the veal. Don't know who you are behind the mask, but you know, keep up the great work. You're, I think you're over 900 likes. I just seen recently. Keep posting original content. I didn't blow up until I started doing that on the Facebook page. Is just keep posting original content. Your video stuff. I love the. Uh, um, oh, what the heck was it called? Yeah, like the three mystery players. I forgot what you call it. I apologize, but um, he he put out stat like college stats, pro stats, and stuff, and he had to get. It, pick which one you want and you reveal it afterwards. I thought that was really cool, but just, yeah, just keep pouring out original posts on the Facebook page and your page is going to do wonders. So keep it up, keep it up. Um, he asks, I'm guessing this is by fantasy measures, uh, rank, <laughs> rank the rookie wide receivers. Enhance this, rank them enhance them. <laughs> <laughs> rank the rookie wide receivers. So, uh, so I did put this together. I do have 10 here. I, I do have 10. I can't definitely can't list all um, all of them. There are some uh, some deep good picks, but um, I ranked these based on how I think they're going to finish, not based on how talented that they are. But again, the systems that they're in, how de- how needed that they are, um, how required that they are to make, you know, be a spoke, be a cog in uh, phrasing this like an idiot um, to, to make the team go. To, to be the, yeah, whatever. Anyways, I got you. I got you. Uh, so mine in order, all right, number one to me, as far as importance to the team, is Christian Watson, all right? I'll explain it in a moment. Number two is Traylon Burks. Number three is Garrett Wilson. Four is Chris Olave. Five is Drake London. Six is Alec Pierce. Seven is Sky Moore. Eight is George Pickens. Nine, Jahan Dotson. And ten um, I don't know if he's going to make it back this season. He could be back by October-ish. Uh, Jamison Williams. All right, Jamison Williams is, Williams is probably the most talented one out of the group, but for injury's sake, uh, yeah, he, I can't put him there. The reason why I put Watson and Burks ahead, mostly Watson. Watson was like, because he was a second-round pick, right? I think he was a second-round yes. pick by the Packers. Uh, dude, they have nobody to to throw to. <laughs> they no. don't got a soul to throw to. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and that the is their, and Randall Cobb, and that dude is always hurt. Right. All right, Christian Watson has to be successful. One because he has one of the best, um, the best uplifting quarterbacks as far as bringing the best out of the talent around him. And Aaron Rodgers, uh, Aaron Rodgers made Robert Tunyon a stud uh, with a handful of games two years ago in 2020. I made him a stud. I think Devontae Adams was out and Aaron Rodgers had to throw somebody. And it was, it was him. Uh, You know, Alan Lazard is, I think right now, wide receiver one. He could actually, I could probably include him in the sleeper convo too, potentially, but Christian Watson was just, you know, was drafted to be in a sense, the successor of Devontae Adams, a long-term answer at that position where Green Bay is hurting. That's why I have Christian Watson, number one. Um, Traylon Burks, it, despite all the asthma attacks and, and coming in, you know, a little hefty, um, as, as a lot of people say, and he's made some really good catches uh, in training camp. I've seen some stellar catches. Um, he's another one who's going to be the, the team that depends on him. I know the offense runs through Derrick Henry, 
However, uh, they don't have a wide receiver one anymore. And Robert Woods is, to me, as much as I love Robert Woods, a you know he's not he can't be the workhorse. Traylon Burks is going to have to step up. He's going to get targets. Garrett Wilson, I'm hearing a lot of high regard about. Maybe Zach Wilson has turned the corner. You know, turned the corner. It can elevate some guys. But Garrett Wilson comes in with a high, pretty high pedigree. Uh, Chris Olave, that's New Orleans, right? That yep. was the Saints. You know, it, Michael Thomas is is he going to be you know ready? Um, Olave is going to you know come into his own. Drake London's going to be highly targeted guy. Uh, whether Marcus Mariota can get him the ball successfully uh, shall be determined. Alec Pierce is going to be another dependent uh, yes. dependent on guy. Um, Alec Pierce is probably de facto wide receiver too. I think he's listed as three right now, but it's only a matter of time before Paris Campbell's ankle explodes. So, um, Alec Pierce will be two. He's they're working him really hard. He's going up against Stephon Gilmore every day in practice and he's getting better and better. Uh, Sky Moore was like, it was like, I'm like, where do I put him? Cause he's got to be great, but. Travis Kelsey's number one, and they have a plethora of wide receivers to throw to now. Juju Smith-Schuster, MVS, um, and there's a couple other you know guys who've been there for a little while. It's it's one of those like you can get lost in the shuffle uh, kind of things. George Pickens will be interesting quarterback play. Dude, you know. he's made some freaking unreal catches. Dude. He has, he unreal. has unreal. Um, he's gonna be solid. He's gonna be solid. QB play is you know apparently Mitch is QB one right now. Um, Mason Rudolph is two and Pickett is three. That's the way I read the depth chart today. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out, but that's going to be one of those ones where you just got to give it time. Jahan Dotson down in Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz is the quarterback. And, in <laughs> uh, in right now, Dotson, I haven't heard too much stuff about Dotson out of there. Um, I haven't, but it's Terry McLaurin is the yep. dude. And I think, uh, I mean, I think Dotson's got a real shot at two. I think two he's going to be fine. I, he'll probably be wide receiver too. Um, but knowing Carson Wentz the way I do after one whole season of having to watch him. Uh, it's, it's, it's personal for you. It's very personal. And Terry McLaurin's got to thrive. And then again, Jamison Williams, if Jamison Williams was healthy, he'd probably be, be number one. He'd yeah. probably be number one, um, but he there's a chance he might not play this year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's supposed to be back by the middle of the season. But that is my those are my top ten as far as wide receivers go. What about you, Ray? Uh, so I did seven. I'll go from seven down to one. Sure. Um, we'll start with Jahan Dotson at seven. You know, you kind of touched on it. Um, kind of quiet camp. I've seen a couple highlights here and there. I mean, I think it's just been a quiet camp overall. They've had like seven fans. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, no, I mean, I haven't really heard much about that. Um, I like John Dotson coming out. I mean, he's he's a speedy, sure-handed guy. I mean, he better be sure-handed with Wentz throwing the ball. I mean, if you get a finger on it, you might as well try and pull it down. So, um, yeah, probably not going to be owning Dotson in any more than a dynasty league. So, um, then I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Uh, I've been hearing a lot of things about Elijah Moore. He, like he's like really cut himself into like the number one spot and like no one's going to take that away from him right now so yes Garrett Wilson uber talented but he's still got to work his way up in there I mean with Brees Hall now too in the in the fold there um they're they're probably going to be running the ball a ton with him Michael Carter so Garrett Wilson when it comes to fantasy I'm not too too excited for him but still I'd put him over Dotson. So 
And then I'll go with Chris Olave here at uh, five. Um, dude, Jameis, he throws the ball, man. He yeah. throws the ball. He throws touchdowns. He throws picks. He doesn't care. He'll throw, he'll throw whoever. As long as someone catches it, he doesn't care. And I think Olave is going to benefit from that. So um, I'm fine with Olave as like a late round flyer for sure. Yeah. Um, and then with the Michael Thomas thing, you know, you never know. Chris Olave could be forced into a number one role. So Jameis was chalking it to everybody last year. Yeah, Jameis don't care, man. I don't even remember who their thing. wide receiver was. Was it Traquan Smith for a hot minute? Yeah, they had like Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. Yeah. Was a name. Um, I don't know, I think Marquise Colston came out of retirement for a game or two. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, Juwan Johnson, how many, <laughs> how many weeks did I preach about him? Oh, yeah, you were about Juwan Johnson. I forgot had, about him. He had like two good weeks. Dude, Juwan Johnson, tight end one. Caesar. Was, he, was, he, was he a tight end? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He caught like two touchdowns last year or something. Baller, like dude. Absolute baller. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Kobe Fleener went to the Saints at one point. I was like, dude, Kobe Fleener season. I know. I used to um, love it playing the old man man in twenty fourteen and luck would throw him a touchdown pass and I'd be like, Oh, Stanford is Stanford. <laughs> the worst, dude. Um four. This is where Christian Watson slated. Okay. Um we kind of touched on it earlier when I was talking about AJ Dillon. I think this this offense is gonna revolve around Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And I mean, dude, like Christian Watson came from North Dakota State like this is a huge huge like change like this is like a major major step from like not a power like a borderline division one school to um the NFL I mean yes I mean we're talking like Trey Lance but this, that, this is different like this is you're going against corners like that are just getting like these aren't like top tier corners that that he's going against. And then you're jumping up to the NFL. Like this is such a big, big thing for Christian Watson. And um, dude, like I, I don't think I could, I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, he's with Rogers. So you, you really never know. Rogers has elevated people his whole career. So yeah. Not- I, I would be a little bit more hesitant on Watson. If there were, if like Devonte Adams was there, Yes, but Devonte Adams, there literally is nobody. Sammy right. Watkins is due for, He's good for one or two games. Um, he'll do nothing for most of the season. It's just history based. Uh, Randall Cobb has largely been, uh, you know, ir- irrelevant on the and fantasy wise, and in real life wise as well for the team. Like yep. not to be a dick, but yep. uh, that's kind of what it's been. And MVS, like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, like that was they they hyped it up to or no, they don't have MVS anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's he's, with, he's with the Chiefs, yeah. But that was that was really it, right? They're and also hyping like, up MVS in Kansas City. I'm like, dude. But Lazard, sorry, Lazard. I don't know. There's just such a hodgepodge of guys. Yes. About a Green Bay this year. Equinemius St. Brown at one point. Yeah, they had everybody over there. I think he's with Chicago, but he yeah, Alan, yeah, Alan Lazard, like he's been that guy that floats at the top of your waiver wire every single week and you pick them up. If, if you're desperate or somebody's on a buy, that's really the extent. So it, praying for a blown coverage. That's all you're <laughs> hoping for. Really? I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. But so, so honestly, you know, with as high as they drafted Watson, um, that's why I put him at number one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I'm saying all these bad things, but I still have him four in the rookie, right? Right. Which I mean, is not his, bad. his upside is, is, is like, you can't unsee it. I mean, well, it's it's there. Four out of seven, not bad. Not bad. So, I mean, you you, you just you, it it's can't miss upside. So yeah, 
Um, but buyer beware, I go. I don't know. Uh, three, uh, Traylon Burks. Um, I like Traylon Burks coming out. I mean, he didn't test great in the combine, but um, Titans have faith, I guess. I mean, they're trying to find someone built like A.J. Brown. They didn't find anyone built like A.J. Brown because A.J. Brown's an alien. Uh, but Burks is, I guess, is a pretty good consolation prize. So um, he's been struggling to get on the field, right? Like there's been some weird stuff going on, like like you said, the weight thing. And yeah, that was months ago, though. Yeah. From what I like, from, from the the training camp that I've footage that I've seen, there hasn't been any issues. Like he's been, he's fine, he's good now. But like right. mini camp, mandatory rookie camp, all that yep. stuff. There was that's when all the uh, everything was kind of coming out about his asthma and such. But I don't think it's been an issue since training right. camp has, has come underway. Yeah, dude. I mean, I like Burks a lot. I mean, I think he has a really good shot to, you know, probably lead in targets on this team. I really think he could. And he's, you know, he's a big, strong, physical guy. He's going to go up and he's going to sun you. I mean, that's just what he's going to do. So <laughs> um, I'm all about Traylon Burks this year. So uh, this is where I'll have Sky Moore at two. Simply, I mean, he's in a Patrick Mahomes offense and they spent a premium, premium capital to get him. So I think he's going to be utilized. Um, MVS doesn't scare me. Mikol Hardman has been irrelevant since he entered the league. I don't know why people hype this guy up so much. I mean, he's he I, until unless he until he does something, I'm 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 off the bandwagon of Mikol Hardman. I mean, I mean, this guy hasn't done anything. And he just gets overhyped. So <laughs> for right now, I I would comfortably put Sky Moore like probably number. Th- well, you I'll say two wide receiver, but three in targets behind Kelsey and and juju so okay um so yeah i'm totally fine with sky Moore. and then i go with drake london um it's kyle pitts and that's it and that's it and then it's drake london and he was the was he the first receiver off the he was the first receiver off the board right uh, i think he was london i think I'm fairly confident he was. I'm almost pot. No, maybe. Let me look. Keep chatting. Okay. But yeah, so I mean, we saw Drake London in, in 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 college, dude. Like he makes plays. He's he he's the best receiver in the class. So, um, and he's gonna be the only guy getting targets there with Kyle Pitts. So I will take the talent mixed with the opportunity, and I'm gonna run with it. So uh, Drake London, like dynasty leagues wide receiver one for like rookies so no doubt uh yes you were right drake london yes at drake eighth, london. eighth overall yep. so there you have it all right um you got next question let's go to max all right one second max is it sia, sia? i think it's sia, sia. yeah max sia uh, funniest fantasy football team name. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't write one because I don't know how we how we want to go about this. So I'll hear yours first. Well, the I'll, ones that you've seen, the ones you've seen, like how, like I don't. How do we want to try? Like, how do we want to go about this? Because there's some bad ones. Go ahead. Fuck it. Say it. We, we'll put the explicit content button on. I've okay. seen it. Yeah. One um, <laughs> of my favorites from last year, um, we got Bill Cosby's sleepers. We have unsolicited DAC picks. Uh, Henry Ruggs taxi service, dude. We have um, 
I mean, Deshaun Watson, it's endless. I mean, you can go for hours. They're banning a lot of the Watson names this year. Are they? Oh, yeah. There's uh, a couple of them was like Watson's masseuses and they, they, a couple of like massages, something, something along the lines of that. And people Mm -hmm. were banning it. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there's a few. Um, I'm curious to hear some of yours. Uh, I mean, it's some of the ones that I've seen. I, Nothing super create like if I've seen it and it's funny, it's somebody else seen it. So like I like haha Clinton Dix out for Harambe was probably my favorite one. They came out right around the time that um the great gorilla Harambe R.I.P. uh was was shot and killed in a Cincinnati zoo. Um that was oh god, great times. Not that he got shot, but like the meat that came <laughs> out of that were great. <laughs> Um, so that was one, you know, you get the, my balls, Zach Ertz or stuff like that. There's been some funny plays on names, but I think the, the haha Clinton Dix out for Harambe one was my favorite one that I, that I had seen. Um, oh, I just seen, so I'm trying to look some we, <laughs> Ste- we, Steeler virginity. Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, we, my, my dig small. I mean, let me read to the post. Cause we put up a post, uh, not too long ago. Zach Milfson. Let me see if I can find this thing. It was we got a lot of great comments. Yeah, Zach Milfson was a pretty popular one. Oh, we'll play on Young Way Koo, Epstein's Young Hose, or Epstein. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Oh man, where is it? We got a. I mean, the comment section was just tremendous in it. Dude, fantasy football team names are one of the like like. It's an it's art a, form. Yes. It's it's a big yes. art form. Like people legit sit and think and ponder and plan and they put out their best possible uh name. Where is this post? Um man, I really there it is. Okay. Watson's gonna touch down there. <laughs> oh my God. Let's see. All right. So I'm gonna read through as many of these as I can in a in a reasonable reasonable time. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Unsolicited deck picks. Titans of the Lost Yards. Somewhere over Dwayne Bow. I thought that was always pretty creative. Um, yep, my ball Zach Ertz. Suck my Vic No Romo. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that one got me. Um oh, let's see. Farve Dower Foot Long. <laughs> uh Feelers. Classic. I had that one at one point. Um, let's see. Two cups, one girly. I've seen that one a couple times. <laughs> it, it, should, it should be two girlies, one cup, right? Not one cup, two. Yeah, I think they mix. They might have mixed it up. Yeah. Um, let's see. One guy on the he's a top fan. His name is Timothy Sweeney. He said this was a funny comment. He goes, "I lost to Pinky in 2012. My team name has been the Niners ever since. No one tops hands for night figures. That's, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, my dick, Chris Long, Providence Steamrollers, rub my chub. Um, there's a couple. I'm definitely not going to read fourth and Schlong. Or wait, there's one you're not going to read. Oh, he kind of like abbreviated it. Like, I, I don't okay, fully okay. understand it. Um, 
Let's see. Hi, Carlos Hydra Kid is Car- the way that Carlos Hyde's name is spelled. Hydro Kids, Hydra Wife. Uh, let's see. Saquon D's Nuts. Watson's Rub and Tug. Passing Titties, like TDs, like uh, Passing Titties. Let's see. What else we got here? Yeah, there's kind of a lot of common ones. Jimmy G Spot. Dick LeBeau, my knees. <laughs> oh, there's some goofy ones. Kareem, oh, sure. Kareem Pie. Yeah. I had that one one time, too. <laughs> I think Kareem Hunt's rookie year, yeah. Feeling my cousins. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, show me your TDs. That was kind of another play on that. Four set down your throat. Um. Oh, what the hell? Two affinity and beyond. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Adrian Finding Peter- Debo. Adrian Peterson's whipping boy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Lights Kamara action. Uh, it's my Dak in a box. I like that one a lot. And uh, yeah, so that's those are some of the good ones I've seen. Um, I don't like I. I hate playing with people who just do team team and their last name. They just leave it alone. There's a dude on TikTok, actually, who does a bunch of um, team names, and he also makes, like, pictures for, like, the ESPN app, makes little icons. Oh, yeah. Um, So I'll shout him out real quick. It's the Dorm Debate on on TikTok. Okay. Oh, Dorm Debate Podcast. Okay. Oh, podcast. All right, cool. And, uh, yeah, he has, like, five or six videos of names. So that's probably 35 names. And they all have pretty, like pretty good pictures. So that that's, that's pretty badass. So <laughs> that's cool. I do like, there's a good little business uh, doing that for people. So, yeah. Um. all right. So Max, thank you. I never said thank you again for the sideline scout. So I appreciate it. Uh, our next question. Wait, hold on, real quick. Oh yeah. What's up? I just saw one for Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh no. <laughs> saying all aboard the Blankenship. And it's got a big ass Navy ship with Blankenship <laughs> across the side and his head on top of the fucking like the seam uh whatever that thing's called. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I respect it. I respect per- it. Perfect. Uh <laughs> all right. Our next question goes from Connor Atkins. Thank you, Connor. For your question, if you could roster a 17-man team, start a QB, two wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end, one flex, one defense, and a kicker, what would be your strategy for drafting? So I think this is always an important question to remind people of every year. And would you, would where you pick in the rounds affect your strategy? Um, so I learned this from Ryan, and I, I guess I've always kind of did this, but it really reinforced it for me. Uh those skill position players are the most the most important thing. Uh, most important thing. You want depth at running back. You want depth at wide receiver. That's always the first thing to go, really, right? Yes. Um, you want studs. Those are the guys who are always going to put up points, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, if you're not in like a league that I run with, it's quarterback heavy. You want the guys who can catch and pass, you know, catch and receive the ball. That's really what you want to do. Um, drafts, you know, draft pick where you pick. I don't think it necessarily uh, affects it. It's really about like it's reacting to how the draft yes. board falls. That's draft the biggest is a very, thing. very, it's very, very fluid. Yes. Like, chances are you're going to go in there with a strategy and you're going to have to botch it within the first two rounds. Like 
That's just right. how fantasy football is. It's a very, very fluid situation. Like it's just right. not, you're, you can't go in with one set thing. Right. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like, like last year, right? Quarterbacks started going off the board in our draft in the first or second round. So everyone's like, oh shit, there's a run on quarterbacks going, yeah. better start. Don't panic if you don't get the quarterback that necessarily want. There's actually a lot of very talented QBs out there this year. You know, but again, uh, name value isn't isn't everything, right? You'd be fine. Like, it, I know people love the shit on Kirk Cousins, all right? Kirk Cousins has lost, has a uh, left a lot to be desired on the actual NFL gridiron. But as far as fantasy goes, if I'm catching him in the eighth, ninth, or tenth round, or it'll probably be a little bit lower than that, I am fine with that because he's still going to produce decent numbers. He's going to get garbage time, yards, touchdowns. Um, Go look at Kirk Cousins stats. I want everybody like go, go look at Kirk Cousins stats after this episode. Keep it listening to it. Um, but go look at Kirk Cousins' stats, and as dog shit as everybody thinks he is, I love that word, dog shit. I love saying it with, like, a Boston accent, dog yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as bad as everybody thinks he is, he's fine fantasy-wise. All right? So for me, I'd rather get f- as much depth as I can at running back, at wide receiver, and if they fall, if they fall to me, I don't want to reach for a tight end. I know I've discussed strategy about maybe reaching for a tight end, not reaching, but going to get one of the top ones early on. But I'd rather have depth at those positions first. I'd rather be set, comfortable, and confident uh, with running back and wide receiver and at least one tight end um, by before I take a quarterback. That's how I always felt. Defense, but kicker, you don't even have to. I would rather not draft the kick. Sometimes you have to draft the kicker. Save that for the very end. Defense, special or teams. Don't draft a kicker at all. Like, well, go draft another guy. To. Sometimes you have to. Oh, if, yeah. If there's like force, there position, are, if there's there like force position limits. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there are some, you know, there are some apps that make you draft the kicker. So I wait till then. Defense. You don't want to get caught with a with a bad defense, of course. I wouldn't start looking at those until the ninth or tenth round. Some people shit, I guess shit, be the first one to take someone. It worked out for someone. It did. You got your, <laughs> you got your cheeks clapped for it. You deserved every bit of it. Um, every bit of it. So that's that's where I'm at. So it's and I think Ryan is again. I think he's in agreement. Get that yeah. running back depth. Get that wide receiver depth. Um, don't reach for a quarterback. There's plenty of talented guys and it of course all depends on your league but remember if there's a run on quarterbacks there's another position group that is slipping take advantage of it that's a great point think about it exploit it exploit them (laughs) (laughs) but no like this year specifically like um if you're not leaving the first three rounds with two running backs i feel like you're out of the running like their running back depth this year is putrid. Like we're talking like top fifteen guys, Cliff, right? Like down, dead, done, fell off Mount Everest, Cliff. Like it's so bad. You need to leave the first three rounds with two quarterback or two uh, running backs this year. I think it's so so crucial. Um, so everyone doing these zero RBs and stuff like that ain't it, man, fam. Yeah, ain't it? Stop trying to be trendy. It's gonna bite you in the ass. <laughs> you got to think. Of, yeah, that's the big thing too. Is you got to think of the the, the surplus, right? Mm-hmm. Again, we've been preaching running backs and wide receivers are the most important, probably the most important position um, yes. in fantasy, no doubt. All right, running backs are a little thin. There's usually a star running back. All right, the the the, the featured 
running back that is RB1. Says most teams have a solid running back too, but not all. And But wide receivers, most teams have two solid ones. Um, one de facto number one, a second that's pretty good. Most teams have this. And some teams even have a third wide receiver like a Tyler Boyd who you you could start every week. You can right. draft him and be okay with. That's what you have to really look at. That's why right. running backs, like I like your point, two running backs in the first three rounds. I think that's perfect. Like, like let me put it this way. So let's say someone goes zero RB. First two rounds, they leave with, we'll say, Cooper Cup and we'll say Stephon Diggs. Then in the third round, dude, who, like, who are they looking at? Chase Edmonds. Like, like, yeah, like we're looking at Chase Edmonds, uh, probably Clyde, um, David Montgomery. Like, it's like, do you want do you want Diggs Cup with any of those guys, or do you want, um, we'll say Derrick Henry, uh, Aaron Jones, or Nick Chubb, any of those guys, and then go get Mike Williams, DJ Moore. You know what I mean? Right. Think about it. Think about the value over the talent. Always go with value first. That's why when Matt and I do our rankings, we are doing tier-based, okay? It's all about – fantasy football is all about value. So that's that's something that I always think about when I'm doing this. Would I rather have these two super high upside wide receivers and then the bottom of the barrel running backs or the elite running backs and fringe wide receiver ones? Right. So all about right. value. All about value. So, Connor, thank you so much for the question. Thank you for being a part of the Facebook page. We appreciate you. Um, and, again, of course, we appreciate appreciate everybody who's sending questions today. Um, Ryan, you have our next one. My good friend, Sam Moriel. All right. Sam asks, we were talking about adding a punter. Oh, geez. <laughs> we are talking about adding a punter this year, and I'd be curious to hear about some different slash odd types of leagues you guys have encountered over the years. Um. Sam, I'm not going to lie to you. That would be the weirdest thing I've ever heard. If you added a punter, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Never. I wonder how the scoring works for that. I would love to know the scoring. Um, who's punter one? I don't know. Ugh. We scouting punters right now. Like, is punt god the the new Bills punter? Is he like he could is be. he p is he p one right now? I Are we know. talking uh, the cook from like with the Ravens? I I mean, that is interesting. Um. Brett Kern, we're talking that guy. Oh, is he a kicker? He, he's from Buffalo, I think, too, right? Yeah, Kern? He's from I think he's from Grand Island. Grand Island, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, punting is an interesting one. That might be one of the strangest ones I've ever heard. Johnny Hecker, punter one. <laughs> the, Bill been, Belichick said that was like their best weapon. Remember that? Yeah. In that one press conference? Yeah. I remember that. He was great. He was so much fun. <laughs> I loved Hecker. Um, but like, as far as like, I don't think I've ever had any very weird positional things. I think most of my weirdness has been scoring. Yes. And I know one of the things, you know, being involved in weird scoring. I was in a league, a free league last year with some good friends. Um, and it wasn't uncommon to have like a thousand points by the end of the game. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> that's that's it, fun. Like, big points are fun. It was, it was a little chaotic. Um, I'm still getting used to IDPs, individual defensive players. I don't yeah. do that very often, but I think scoring and then, the position lock. I, I I've only done that in my leagues and I regretted it. We're not doing it this year, but that's probably the, the only weird one. 
Yeah, I mean, I've done fun little like four person leagues before. Yeah, with so, like with some buddies, like we're all just like having some drinks, and we're like, let's start a four man fantasy. It's dude, hell yeah, we draft like ten minutes later. Um, <laughs> your league, the quarterback scoring, that's unique. That's I, I would definitely put that up there. Um, yeah. I'm in a dynasty best ball league right now. So explain that for those who don't know. For what those that yeah that don't know best ball. You essentially, you don't set a lineup and it will automatically generate your best possible lineup at the end of the week. So basically everyone starts on your bench. Okay. And say so-and-so say Mike Williams has a huge game, eight catches, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. He's going to get put in that. He's going to get put in your wide receiver slot. So basically it just generates your best possible lineup every week. So you're not setting anything, which oh, I that's guess interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different. It takes away from the fun of setting your lineup, you know, like the anxiety of like, Oh my God, do I start this shitty tight end or this shitty tight end? You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, it does kind of take that, that fun part of it out of it, but I mean, it's, it's different and I'm really curious to see how it goes this year. It is interesting. And it, and it like changes how you draft, um, you know, before, you used to hear a lot of guys say um, Deshaun Jackson is like a is great in best ball formats because he's going to have a few of those games where he explodes. So in best ball, that's perfect because you're not you don't have to start him, but when he does hit those games, he's going right into your lineup right there, right? And you're getting those thirty point games without having to start him and w- without the risk. So yeah, but best ball is is uh, it's kind of a new up and coming thing, and. Um, it's, it's pretty fun. There's a fun app called Underdog Fantasy, and you can go on there and you can gamble money and you do a bunch of season-long best ball drafts, and um, you can you can win some cash. It's pretty fun. That's pretty cool. It's, it's, it's all the fun of fantasy football. It's drafting, and then that's it. <laughs> Just drafting and set it for I've day. heard of it before, but I never thoroughly uh, – descri- yeah. I never, like, thoroughly experienced it. So yep. I do probably have – do I? I thought I had one more. I'm trying to think. I do a lot of weird shit for these. Um, I, I had it and I lost it. Um, but yeah, Sam Punter would be probably the most unique, unique one that there is. Um, that is for sure. It. But yeah, that's, coaches. Co- what's coaches. it? Coaches? I yeah. I haven't been in a coaches one, but I see that option every <laughs> single year. It is curious. So, Sam, thank you, buddy, for your support over the years. Thank you, uh, and thank you big time for your question. I have another local friend. Um, I hope he remembers this reference. All right, my good friend, Sean Kruskowski. Uh, I hope he, I really hope he remembers this reference. The worst, <laughs> the worst homecoming limo DJ ever. <laughs> I hope you remember that reference if you're listening, buddy. Um Yes, which sophomore quarterback makes the biggest leap this year? This is an interesting one because there's a couple that were like, okay. Um, it's There's a couple that are very interesting. I think biggest all eyes leap? are biggest, biggest leap. leap. So as far as like it's Trey I'm Lance, guessing, I'm close. I think, I, I think Trey Lance. Because he, he has no floor to start from, so he's leaping right into start. <laughs> <laughs> that is technically true. That is technically true. Um Trey Lance is probably the most anticipated one right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I would follow that up with Trevor Lawrence because 
he was overdrafted like crazy last year. Yeah. Again, people went in thinking he was going to have an Andrew Luck rookie type season, and he just did not. Um, he has one of the best people this year to guide him. And Doug Peterson, I know that team did not look very good for the preseason the Hall of Fame game. Oh, that wasn't a real game. I know, I know. But uh, yeah, but Doug Peterson is, if, if there's anybody who's going to lead uh, Trevor Lawrence in the, in the greatness, it's going to be a guy like Doug Peterson. All right, yeah. this dude's been around for a long time. Brett Favre back up. He's had several starting opportunities in Cleveland. And I believe he did start in Philly at one point. Um but as far as a, a guy who can connect with his with his quarterback, I think Trevor Lawrence would. Um, you know, Mac. There's a, there's a case for Mac Jones. The, honestly, the only one that I have no expectations for is Justin Fields. Really? If we were ranking these today, ranking these quarterbacks, I would probably go Lance, Lawrence, Fields, and I think Fields and Lance are close because, like we talked about at the beginning <sighs> of the show, the rushing upside. The rushing upside is so, so big. And I feel like, dude, I don't know, but like Mac Jones, like I feel like we like he's a lot closer to his ceiling than he is his floor. If that makes sense. It's like this is going to be a really big year for Mac. If he if he doesn't progress and he regresses like that's like I think that like that's where Mac Jones is. Like that's who Mac Jones is. And and like we said, he brings you zero rushing upside, zero. Where Justin Fields is a mobile guy. We've seen it this year. He relied on his legs. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I, with that said, I'd put Fields, Lawrence and Lance all above Mac Jones. Okay. Yeah. We definitely just disagree with that. Which is not a bad thing. You get multiple opinions, but I don't know. I watched a lot of Justin Fields football last year. It was his rookie year. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of upside quite yet. I know it was a bad system. right? Matt Nagy on his way out. Um, I don't like Iberflus is my defensive coordinator for not mine, but for the Colts. I I don't know about him as head coach, man. We'll certainly see. Uh, but they also didn't do anything to help. Yeah, Justin they have the Fields. worst. That's my biggest bitch about Justin Fields, as it's literally he has Darnell Mooney, all right, Khalil Herbert, like Cole Komet, like and nah. we'll see. Uh, we we we're still waiting. It's, it's it's been two years. I know it takes a little while uh, to get going there, but like I'm Justin Fields. I probably have the least at least expectation for. I I have more expectation for Davis Mills than I do Justin Fields right oh, now. Wow. Okay. I, I like I'm not like I'm I'm a big Davis Mills stan. I thought he did pretty damn well last year um for what he had to deal with. He's in a second going to second year. He's like de facto number one. There's not a whole there's no competition. They're fine with Davis Mills. Um and he made some big time throws last year and kept Houston games they had no business being in. So um so yeah, as far as biggest leap, uh I would definitely have to say Trey Lance because obviously he's going from irrelevancy to relevancy, right? On a really good team. On a, on a very, very good team. Um, he'd probably be the biggest one. I'd follow that up with with Trevor Lawrence because they spent money to help him this year. I We'll see how it pans out. I don't know about <laughs> yes. giving Zay, I don't know about <laughs> giving Zay Jones money. $10 million, <laughs> but um, uh, $10 million a year, but here we are. So, Sean, thank you, buddy. I appreciate your question. All right, we have... Two more. We have two more. Oh, uh, we're doing the rookie running backs? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, rank the top five rookie running backs. Who put that question in? Uh, Walter O'Brien. Walter O'Brien. A longtime fan of the show. Okay. Shout out to you. Thank you, Walter. Um, so I did five. Did you do five? I did five as well. The, the, the rookie running back class wasn't great this year. Um, yeah, not overall. really, no. So. Um, so I would start. I'm going to go five to one. Sure. And I'll start with Isaiah Spiller. Um, he's in a good system. I mean, and Eckler has, has been known, you know, maybe take a couple games off with a little injury, you know, a little, little bruise or something. And uh, Isaiah Spiller would be the one reaping the benefits. So, um, and I, and, you know, Austin Eckler is a smaller guy. I feel like he could get some goal line work in some games. So yeah. I think he's a lock for, you know, probably one or two goal line carries a game, I would say. Okay. At least. Especially on that offense. They're gonna have opportunities to score a lot. So um I think Spiller's a good uh good late round flyer this year. Um then I'll go Damian Pierce in Houston. Uh he he's out of Florida. Uh dude's a real thumper, man. Big guy, big body guy, two like two twenty. Um, not much competition over there in Houston right now. So it's kind of a toss up and he could be thrown into a starting role. Like we've seen rookie running backs, um, get thrown into starting roles all the time. So he's, he's no different. So I have him here at, uh, um, four strictly for opportunity. And, um, he's, 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 he's got some pretty good talent. Um, then I'll go three with, uh, James Cook. Um, he could be a little higher for me, but because of the system, I mean, as we've seen, the bills are a high, high passing offense, which bodes well for cook, but it looks like Devin Singletary is like the clear number one right now, like yeah. the, a clear number one. And people are going to say, Oh, James cook is coming on third downs and, and this and that, but dude, Singletary had like 50 catches last year. Like he, 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 he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So I think James Cook is going to be a part of the offense, but. You take Cook, oh, you put Cook uh, higher than, than Moss? Zach yes. Moss? Okay. Yes. I think right it's, now, it's I important to uh, to clarify. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have him over Moss right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Cook is going to be relevant. I mean, there might be some weeks where, you know, you can put him in a flex like, Dude, like if they weren't playing the Rams week one, I'd be like, that would be a good one because that's going to be a shootout. Like high points is good for running backs. So I have James Cook at three. So coming to number two, I have Kenneth Walker. Um, I mean, Chris Carson out of the fold now. Um, it looks like Rashad Penny's the guy, but I feel like he's got a very short leash. Like if he doesn't come out and produce like he was at the end of the year, which he looked great at the end of the year last year. Um, if he doesn't do that, I think this is Kenneth Walker's backfield and this team is going to be very bad. Um, I think they're going to rely heavily on running backs and uh, dude, he could see so many carries this year. He could see a ton. So the upside is there. And um, this is the, like these next two names, these are guys I'm considering in, standard redraft leagues like not standard but you know what i mean a regular redraft league so um kenneth walker at two and then Brees hall at number one i think that's obvious the clear-cut best running back in the uh in this draft this year 
Um, the situation could have been a little better. I mean, the Jets are working on their offensive line. They have what they think is an up-and-coming quarterback. They have a good set of receivers. So I think Brees Hall is the clear clear number one right now, and uh, opportunity is king in fantasy football, and he's going to get a ton of it. Yeah, without a doubt. I uh, I, I like all the names you have on it. I, I think I agree with all names, but maybe a different uh... – uh, a different way of uh, putting them out. So my number five, I'm going to put Ken Walker here because uh, yeah. it's Seattle and yeah. running backs don't do well. Their offensive line isn't good. He's got, I mean, to be, uh, I think he's going to be okay. I think he's not as okay. Like uh, it's going to be okay, but I think he's going to be just all right um, with, with his production. All right. Maybe not yeah. somebody I draft right out of the gates, uh, but he's probably going to be raised to be de facto RB one. I would imagine. So, because um, Chris Carson retired a couple weeks ago and, and kind of made that. Well, there's still Rashad Penny, too. Is he still yeah, there? Is he, he still is. there? Yep. So I would probably put Ken Walker at at at, uh, at five just uh, based on the situation that's going on there. Uh, number four is where I have Damian Pierce. I have heard raving reviews about Damian Pierce and what he has to offer this uh, this this Texans team. Uh, everybody, all the running backs have been having a good camp, right? They extended Rex Burkhead. They have Marlon Mack. But apparently Pierce is head and shoulders above. He is doing really, really good stuff. My hesitancy, though, is right now, I don't think the Houston's, uh, that Houston's offensive line is all that great. I know they have Laramie Tunsil, possibly, uh, a couple other pieces. But uh, I'm I think the same th- thing with, with Kenneth Walker, like you said, good players in bad situations. Right. So. But I've heard, I just heard way more, you know, way, way yeah. better things about Damian Pierce. Um, I'm going to put James Cook at three. I think that's where you had him, right? Yep. You got him at three because uh, it's it's the Josh Allen, Devin Singletary show. I definitely put James Cook ahead of uh, Zach Moss. I'm going to put Isaiah Spiller. He's pretty much already locked into RB2. Yep. And um, pretty much locked into RB2. Austin Eckler, we all know, is has ups and downs health and injury-wise, but um, he's a really solid receiving back. If the Chargers can figure out a way to put, get both those guys on the field at the same time, there's uh, – Ooh, that is scary. I would, oh, yeah. That is a scary uh, combination. And then, of course, Brees Hall, number one, as far as rookie running backs. The hype, I think, is real. Uh, I know, Ryan, you were hoping that they would get Bre- that the Bills would get Brees Hall, I think, at one yes, point. Yes, I was, I was a, a Brees Hall truther, and I absolutely did not want the Jets to get him. So, <laughs> so I know they, they, they've been working on their offensive line. Their offense is, is messy. Uh, predictable. I get nervous with with running backs going like the Jets because who is it? Mike Michael Michael Carter. Michael Carter last year was hyped up and he did not deliver. Um, Le'Veon Bell to the Jets a few years him. back, right? You know? No, for sure. It's just tough. It's a tough situation, but pedigree, all that stuff. Uh, Brees Hall would be my number one. So, Walter, thank you as always for being a part of the page and thank you for the question. Um, let's see, Nick Boyd. The league I'm in puts more value in quarterback completions and whatnot. Where should I draft a Q, uh, QB? Oop. What about our league? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a joke one. Boyd sent it in. I'm not giving him any pointers. He's got to listen to the show. Uh, you're very, 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 uh, if you're picking one-on-one. Take- <laughs> but our last one, our last one. Um, shout out to Kyle Norris. All right. He's our last one. They could be in a part of the page and send in the question. He actually subscribed and uh, instantly shit on me because I did because I didn't put uh, Jalen Hurts in my list in ten about quarterbacks the most approved this year. It's, he's probably got a good case. 
Keep in mind, Kyle is a Dallas Cowboys fan. So who do you think will have the biggest decline in fantasy production compared to last year? Well, because you yelled at me. Everybody on the Cowboys. I was going to say, (laughs) Zeke Elliott, (laughs) C. Lamb, (laughs) Dak Prescott. (laughs) All right. No, in all seriousness, um, Cowboys are going to be just fine. I was looking at some of the top point getters from last year, and um, it's hard to picture some of these guys with a massive drop off, right? Like I think it's, uh, it's it's very hard to project this. It's very, very hard to project this, but you look at situations, right? Ryan Tannehill was the 24th most point getting player last year, 24th. I could see that sinking down and that's like, yeah. Um, You know, looking through some of it's, this is difficult. I think DK and Tyler Lockett take hits. Yep. Big hits, yeah. They they were around the same. They were 39th and 41st last year, respectively, but I think that they take hits. I'm trying to find, like, the Kenny Galladay drop-off, like when he left Detroit for, for the Giants. Oh, God. Yeah, I, it's um, it's really hard to picture. But I do have kind of a spicy one. All right, let me hear it. Talk about it already. We're going with the back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to fall. Okay. Dude, we've, we've talked about it, man. I don't think the days of Rodgers being, you know, top three fantasy quarterback, as of right now, they're over. For me, at least, they are over, dude. Uh, I've talked about it. He, they, they are going to run the shit out of the football. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon behind Aaron Rodgers are the most talented players on that offense. And yeah. it's not – it's really not close right now. It's not. And – the floor knows you've got to you've got to revolve your offense around your good players. That's why Adams was peppered in targets. Right. Who, who's going to get um, you know the next almost two hundred targets? Probably not a rookie out of uh, North Dakota State. Damn well not going to be Samuel S. Watkins. I know that <laughs> his body can't handle two hundred targets at all. Right. Okay. Although I mean, did he say he was an alien? Remember that? I think so. Alien. I think he did. Um, Alan Lazard, dude, your last name's too close to Lizard. You're not going to do it. (laughs) You're not the guy, pal. You're not that guy. Um, And now uh, Aaron Rodgers is just drugged up. Like he, 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 oh, he did the hallucinogens or whatever the hell it was. Big, big uh, DMT guy, huh? (laughs) Um, Dude, (laughs) dude, watch me, Joe Rogan, so bad. Oh, what a diva, dude. He shows up as Nicolas Cage and starts talking about psychedelics. Dude. Good for him. Like, you know what? Good for him. Good like for the creepy him. guy on the bar hitting on your girlfriend. Dude, have you tried these psychedelics? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, dude. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, man. I'm, I. He's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be the guy everyone thinks he's going to be. He's okay. not. I don't, I don't think he can uh, uh, keep up the pace he had last year. All right. I have two big ones. All right. Uh, bigger name ones. Debo Samuel got paid recently. I worry, though, if because he didn't want to be a running back, he didn't want to be a hybrid anymore, right? I think he got paid good, like really good wide receiver money. I'm a little concerned with that. If I mean, he might go with it, but if I feel like if they couldn't work things out that are – that he wouldn't have stayed, right? He wouldn't have signed. It, it, this biggest bitch, what I'm trying to say, and I'm, I'm starting over myself like an idiot, um, is that Debo Samuel didn't want to be the great hybrid player that he was last year. Last year, Debo Samuel was 10th in PPR scoring. 
All right, because he was really good at the run and really good at catching the football. If he just goes strictly wide receiver, that's going to hurt him a little bit. So there is some concern there. The other one, all right, news broke out this week about a uh, a little condition going on with quarterback Matthew Stafford. Apparently, he wow. has some type of tendonitis in his wow. elbow. That um, what do they call it? The uh, Oh God! It's a baseball injury. It's a frequent baseball oh, injury. Uh, um, Tommy John. Tommy John. It, it could require that at some point. I don't think it's gotten that close, but he is experiencing that in his elbow. That concerns the shit out of me. Mm, um, sure. That knocks him down. <laughs> that knocks him down a tier as far as fantasy quarterbacks go. Um, but Stafford worries me now. Uh, I mean, I haven't really. I'm trying to think of a comparable situation as far as quarterback play goes. Um, but I mean, that's that hurts. Stafford was seventh last year in in scoring, uh, fantasy football scoring. And if he has tendonitis in his throwing elbow, that's that's not good. Um, that beat. it is, it is. I'm also trying to think, let's see who else. Um, I know like. I think Zeke might take a hit, but that's only because Tony, I think the emergence of Tony Pollard, that's the only, that's the only thing. um, Noah Fant is a name. Noah Fant as a drop off. Yes. Yes. Probably. Most likely. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Literally everyone on Seattle is dropping off. I just, Oh, uh, a little nervous about Leonard Fournette too. Dude. Cheeseburger Lenny? Yeah. I look yeah. good. I, he, he looks in shape, but their offensive line has fallen apart. I've grown to love Leonard Fournette these past few weeks. I really have. <laughs> Dude, the bigger the better. I am concerned about Leonard Fournette, though, but not be, I think the weight thing is like a, it's like a, it, it, it happened. It'll be okay. You know, I think it'll be all right um, in the long run, but that offensive line has fallen yeah. apart. They lost center oh, yeah. Ryan Jensen. All yep. right. When that offensive line takes a hit, the running backs take a hit. Mike Evans and went down too. Did Mike you Evans, see the one? He has, is it the he has one a hit. Tweak? I know he has a hamstring, yeah. hamstring problem. Well, uh, when he tweaked it, I saw a report come up. It was like, "Don't fear, guys. It's Mike Evans' annual hamstring yes. tweak." <laughs> and they said it so casually, but yeah. it was it was it was freaking annual true. Hamstring tweak. It was true. Um, it every single year. That's why I stay away. As that, great as Evans is, I get nervous about. So. I have an interesting one for a drop-off candidate. Sure. But what do you think about Jalen Waddle with Tyreek Hill coming in now? Because of Tyreek Hill? Mm. Yeah. I mean, Waddle, dude, he was wide receiver 13 last year as a rookie. Right. And now you bring in Hill. Yeah. I think I think there's an interesting case for it. Um, it's hard to imagine, you know, two of feet in both those. I mean... It, it is, but it isn't. It is, but it isn't. Um, you know, we just seen again the Bengals. I know that Joe Burrow and Tua Tungavail are two very different quarterbacks, but Burrow got the ball spread around quite a bit. All three of his receivers hit over a thousand yards. Can Tua right. do that with two guys? It's possible. It's certainly it possible. But no longer you're right, though. Like Jalen Waddle isn't the focal point. It's it's Tyreek Tyreek Hill is probably comes in as I would imagine he's wide receiver one automatically. Yeah, the clear cut. Yeah, out of the gate. If so, I if I had absolutely one more, if I had absolutely one more, and this is just because of a teammate on the rise, 
Stefan Diggs. Talk to GD right now. Yeah. Well, uh, go look at like I looked. I've been looking over the last couple of weeks about with with Diggs and his performances last year. He had three or four games over 100 yards. All yeah. right, that's it. Um, that hurt. Gabriel Davis got better <laughs> throughout the season, and I think it's only going to get better. Um, you know, which is, I mean, I think it's a good thing for both of them, but you know, that makes me hesitate towards reaching for a Stephon Diggs. Like, I, I, like, is he a wide receiver one in fantasy football? Absolutely. Um, that I'm not going to take that away from him, but the rise of Gabriel Davis, who is like, he's gotten, dude, this dude is so good. Um, he, he catches put on the, some muscle too. He's like he, 227 now. I think they said dude is jacked. All right. I have the highest appraise for Gabriel Davis. Um, you know, I think it's much like the the Jalen Waddle Tyree Kill situation. I think I think Gabe is gonna take some yardage and take some targets, catches. I think he's gonna take it from Steph. I mean, they're yeah. both gonna do fine. Well, kind of like what we talked about with Beasley, there's 112 open targets right there. Right. So even if you don't take them from Diggs, that's still open targets going somewhere. I guess I yeah. shouldn't have said that last one because he, he was asking more so the the biggest decline. Um, in fantasy, but I guess it, 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 when it comes to drafting it and and such, I, I think that comes into play. But I think that's it, though. Unless you got any more you want to add? No, I think we. Uh, I think we killed. That was a great episode. That was good. Yeah, that was, was a lot great. of fun. Yeah. How long was that? Uh, I think we're at an hour and a half, it's maybe a little bit. So we're uh, we're about to close up shop again. Thank you so much for everybody who commented, uh, who sent in questions. I hope I pronounced your name right. Um, seriously, you mean the world to us. We love and appreciate everybody who takes part in our Facebook page. And this was going the extra mile. Um, every single one of you who sent in questions. So, uh, yeah, without y'all, that's that's not we're not getting 90 minutes of, of content. Like no, that. no, <laughs> just we're us. We're just not coming up with that. No, we're not. <laughs> so, do not hesitate. Uh, send in stuff. We will put up graphics and ask questions, uh, for the Facebook group and just kind of get a feel for it. We love to help out. So, don't don't be shy. Um, and if you guys just want to just talk football, just you know, shoot us a message too. And we're, we're completely cool with that. So thank you so much, Ryan. Great job, my man. This was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, tomorrow, actually, we debut our college show, Brian and, uh, and Tyler debut the college show. This was dropped last week, but they recorded too late. And I just said, fuck it, just put it next week. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but thank you so much, everybody. On behalf of Ryan and I, Till next time, the two point conversation is good. Yeah, spot.